Hello and welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, business coach for location independence. I've always felt a bit different and being on a set path never really worked for me, so I started creating my own. Five years ago, I decided to quit my career in the advertising industry to start a business and travel. Now I help freedom seekers build a location-free business and set up their nomadic lifestyle in a way that makes them feel alive. In this podcast, we talk all about letting go of conventions, starting your own business and traveling with it. You'll also get to meet fascinating people that chose to live differently. There's more than just one way to live. Let's change your latitude. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're all staying healthy right now in the middle of this pandemic and mentally healthy as well. It's not always easy to set boundaries when you're a business owner. It's quite easy to end up working too much and especially when there's not much else to do. So before we jump into today's episode, I simply wanted you to know that it's okay to take a break. It's really okay to take it slow. It's really okay to listen to your energy because actually that's what you should do. And you're going to hear me say this very often, but I'm all about helping you build a profitable, purposeful, and healthy business. And a business that's built around you, not the reverse. We've all started our businesses to create more freedom, not less. So I'd invite you to reflect about what freedom looks like to you right now, even in the middle of all of this. But to get back to today's episode, I actually have a wonderful guest joining me. Her name is Steph Laffey. She's an incredible copywriter and I've been coaching her for six months already. It's been so inspiring to see her grow her business and also have fun while doing it. She's a very smart entrepreneur actually and I cannot wait to see what happens next. And she actually brought her copywriting business with her to Costa Rica in March. So her first real no bad entrepreneur experience. And I was really, really excited to talk to her. So without further ado, let's bring Steph on the podcast. Hi, Steph. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here today. We're just laughing because we just, uh, we had started recording the uh, the podcast interview, but we actually, I forgot to record. So we're just redoing it over. And that's just part of anything in business, right? Yeah, it's a lesson. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm super happy to have you here on the podcast because um, we've been working together for six months now which is really crazy when we think about it because it just, it flew by. I, at least for me, it really flew by. I cannot believe no, this. And yeah. it's been so, so great to follow your journey uh, along starting your business, growing your business, and also putting all the habits into place to make sure that you do this in a very healthy way. And it's just, I'm, I'm super proud of what you, you've been working on this year. And yeah, I was super excited. <laughs> what do you say? I had a good coach. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to have you here on the podcast today because I wanted people to know more about you and what you do. Um, so let's first start by just describing what exactly that you do and how you got started. Well, thank you for having me. I'm like super, super excited to do this. It's so fun. Um, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually, about like what type of air quotes copywriter I would call myself and when I 
first think of it, I think of a creative copywriter, but I don't really feel the need to like label myself as any one thing. I became a copywriter kind of by accident. So this, this has been very new to me, as you know, throughout this entire journey, but I've like gone full throttle into it and it's been a blast. But ultimately, I do it because I want to help people be able to turn the voice that they hear in their head or they use out loud, obviously, and put it down onto paper, which is kind of like where I thrive. It's not so much in the voice out loud <laughs> department, <laughs> but the voice on paper department. So my vehicle has ended up being copywriting. But in the first place, I thought it was going to be more like editing or helping people like get their words out that way. Um but it's merely the vehicle for me. My like mission and goal is to help you women, specifically female entrepreneurs, feel more confident in all of the content that they're putting out into the world. So like not simply just the lives that they're doing or the videos that they're putting out, um, but also the like written content, whether it's their Insta captions, their emails, their sales stages, their websites. I've done it all at this point and it's all equally fun to me. It's the client relationship that keeps me like super engaged and pumped about it all. Um, so that kind of <laughs> gives an overbrief view of why I'm in this and doing this. Um, it was like a super long journey getting there. I don't know if you want to jump into that. Right? I would love that. It's so interesting um, about your story. The reason it blows my mind that we've been doing this for six months is for two reasons that it's only been six months and that it has been six months because a year ago, almost to this day, kind of, I, we were meeting in a um, coaching program called Vision and Tribe. And I was, had just started a blog. Like I was working through the, I hadn't even started the blog. I like launched the blog in that program and was working through the fears of what it means to put your writing out into the world and having people, especially the people that are going to read it first, aka your family and friends, like hear your voice and thoughts on paper and have the opportunity to criticize you or judge you silently. And it was through working through those fears and kind of like meeting people like you and the other amazing women that were in that program that I realized that more than writing a blog, I wanted to be able to make a business of my own, which is something I always wanted to do. And kind of to backtrack a little bit, the reason I had started the blog was because I had moved from Ottawa, my hometown, to a very small town in Saskatchewan and found myself like thrown out of an industry, the service industry that I had been in for 10 years. So I went from being um, a bartender, a full-time bartender, which I love, no hate, but it had been time for me to exit it for a long time and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And it wasn't until I kind of was forced out of it. Um, I live in a town that has one restaurant. <laughs> it wasn't going to be uh, a thing. So I started a blog and kind of like slowly but surely worked my way towards, um, side note, I have a book publishing degree. So I was like, okay, so I'll start a blog. And then from there, I'll do editing on the side. And then I was not thriving energetically off the editing. Um, and then Fast forward a couple of months and Pascal here <laughs> ends up being my first one-on-one -on -one coach. I was her beta tester client for this one-on-one, uh, -on -one, her one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I want to say like a month later, somebody asked me to be a copywriter for them. And then it's kind of just like stumbled. Honestly, the word is stumbled from there. So now when I talk to people about 
um, owning their voice, which is something I say a lot and like owning who they are and following their dreams and their passions and all that stuff. It really comes back for me to like the confidence that I gained in that first uh, coaching program around putting my blog out and not giving it shit to be frank <laughs> about what people were going to say about it and just being able to say what I wanted to say the way that I wanted to say it and just trusting the fact that people were going the people that were supposed to were going to register with it and take something from it and the people that didn't weren't probably meant to be reading it anyway so now that's kind of the message that I try and give to all my Instagram audience whoever it is my clients the people people that turn to me now for advice, which is crazy to me about starting their own businesses. And like, cause it's the scariest part, right? It the is. confidence of it. Yeah. Like whatever business you're in, putting yourself out there is freaking scary. And the people that don't start from that space are the people I think eventually come to a point where they need to pivot their business because they don't see themselves in it at all. Exactly. It becomes exhausting all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> You're yeah, so which I can really, yeah, which I can relate to having been in an industry that I enjoyed and it served me. I love to travel and being in the service industry is very um, just helpful for that. You can take as much time off as you want. You make really good money in a very short period of time if you work hard. But there was no like deeper meaning to it for me. I am an introvert, <laughs> introverted as it gets. And as much as I would have these dreams of starting businesses on the side, I've tried all the things like I did. I thought I would be a transcriptionist for a while. Like I did the whole Googling of like online surveys. You can make money, like anything that would allow me to make money from another spot in the world. But knowing deep down that I needed to be like running my own show for lack of a better word to be able to be happy and need to be doing something that fulfilled me. There's nothing wrong with doing something just to make money. Like if that's what, um, vibes with someone else that's totally fine but I knew that that's not what was going to work for me and it's really this year that I've hit my stride and like really registering that I've always meant to do this so mm -hmm. as much as it's only been six months which is crazy to think that but also it feels like I can't imagine doing anything different like I don't remember what it's like to not have my own business and be able to take it wherever I want it's just crazy to me mm. yeah it's nuts it is <laughs> nuts you've been doing some such amazing work over the last few months and it's just crazy to think that you could be someone else <laughs> like when I see you it's just it's it, it's what you were meant to be doing and I guess it's it's just you always had this little voice inside your head telling you that you should start a business and actually build that location freedom but also do something that really lights your soul on fire which is copywriting right mm -hmm. exactly I think it's a matter of like, I knew for a long time, obviously, especially Ottawa for people that don't know is the capital of Canada. So it's a very government focused um, city. So a long time, like as a bilingual person, it's just like the, I even went to university first for a political science degree because it was just like the obvious choice was to work for the government. But I knew I worked in one office in my life. <laughs> And it did not last long. And I knew from that moment that it was just not what I was meant to do. And I couldn't do it. And I think that's why I stayed in the restaurant industry for so long, because I was just not willing to compromise on doing that. But I also didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And I think doing something that I didn't really thrive off of would leave me energetically drained and like, um, tired a lot. And it just took me having to be like, thrown out of that situation into the complete polar opposite 
of that situation to be able to kind of like see perspective on that and take the time to like really focus on what do I want? What do I want my life to look like? What don't I want it to look like? And what I do want it to look like looks like being able to work wherever I want and doing something that's impacting people on like more of a one-on-one basis. So I like the idea of like remaining a small business it doesn't like jazz me to think of working with like, um, like I'm trying to think of like audiences, but like being on TV doesn't like <laughs> jazz me up, um, you know? So I think like knowing that and knowing who I am, it allows me to move forward in my business with confidence that I'm on the right path or to navigate back to the right path when I'm off of it, which obviously happens. Exactly. Yeah. And I think this is the common link between everyone I've worked with, when they make sure, like when they're really clear on who they are, what is the lifestyle that they want to live, what's really important to them, and that then they kind of create this income stream, let's say, let's not even call it a business, but how they're going to make money out of it. Um, That's when it's really sustainable. And that's when, you know, it's growing in a very healthy way, which is exactly what you've been doing. And like you said, whenever you kind of drift off the path, like you you have a guide to go back and see what really works for you, rather than looking at all the different ways of making money as a business owner and then figuring out what works. And then you realize, well, it, it really doesn't align with the lifestyle that I want to live or the values that I have. So I think you've been doing it in a very, very smart way. And it's just, it, it, it's really, it's it's been wonderful to see you grow as a business owner and also to think about that you were a bar, like a bartender a year from now and now you own your own business and it's going so well like that's such an interesting journey and it also it's a proof for other people that are just scared of starting their own business because they know nothing about business um to you know hear about your story today um what what would you say to someone right now that listens to this podcast and it's just it's really they're scared yeah it's funny because I really am the person that I was that person so much and I think that's why people approach me now about it because especially the people that know me because I didn't I was not raised around people that I don't know anybody that started their own business really like that was never a part of my life so this was all completely foreign to me until I had started immersing myself in it and I think that's like the step one is to even just digitally we are so lucky to have the internet and just find like three people that kind of have the life that you'd kind of like to have like I had picked three I don't even remember who they were anymore but I would just like literally watch all their YouTube videos read their books and stuff and it kind of just puts you in a different headspace because that's what you need to do is realize that these people biographies and autobiographies are the best because you realize where they've come from and you realize that if they can do it I can do it too it's just a matter of googling your way through it literally and like surrounding yourself with people that have done it hiring a coach like yourself like that was one of the best things I ever did for myself or even joining a group coaching program so like you're around other women that are trying to do the same thing as you and are struggling through the same things as you and I think anybody that talks to me now that's like my number one tip is like to, you're not going to change the way you see things until you put yourself around people that see things differently yeah. or want to see it differently. Like, I mean, no offense whatsoever to the people that I was raised around, 
or was friends with back in Ottawa. It's just, if you're in the service industry, you don't know a lot of people that are <laughs> like doing anything other than that. So that's just your whole world, right? Like in any other industry. So it's not until you kind of like put yourself into a different category and change your identity around it or change your understanding of it that you're going to be able to see yourself that way and work towards becoming that person. So like step one is deciding you want to be that person by putting yourself in a program like that. And it doesn't need to be one-on-one -on -one coaching. I under completely understand that that's not available to everybody, but there are some really great and really affordable group coaching programs that out there that like will change the game for anybody who's willing to kind of like take in whatever message um, is in it. That would be my number one tip for sure. Because I was not, um, I would not have called myself entrepreneurial a year ago. I would not have called myself a creative person. And now here I am as a creative business owner a year later, just from having pivoted like my mindset. And that's really what it is. It's not so much about like what you do, but it is about like, I read this book yesterday or finished this book yesterday. Um, and one of the lines was discipline is freedom. And a year ago, I would have been one of those people that's like, uh, <laughs> systems are like I hate being told what to do like systems like I just like to travel and be whimsical or whatever but it's completely true like the habits that you develop around getting in touch with who you are and who you want to be are the things that are going to change the game for you so like for me that's coaching programs or one-on-one -on -one coaching is something that's just a part of my life now and then journaling every morning or like touching base with my business and who I am like once a week um and things like that and I think those are like they're so small and simple but they really will just like slowly but surely change your perspective mm -hmm. on those things that seem so out of reach right now like taking it one step at a time exactly yeah absolutely and like you said it's simple it's not easy but this is what's going to really help you actually get there. It's not so much, um, you know, the business knowledge or the different steps, but it's changing your mindset and changing the way you see yourself as well. And just surrounding yourself with other people that are going through the same things at the same time. And also having these people that you look up to that are living the lifestyle that you want to live in a way that makes sense for you. And making sure that you do have these references in place to actually prove you that it's possible. Because when you're surrounded with people that, let's say you're in a corporate environment and or in the restaurant industry, and it's just not necessarily common to see business owners or early stage entrepreneurs actually start a business, it's so important to actually change your different references because it's going to help your brain kind of make the right decisions as well. And it's really about choosing who you want to become. It's not like, it, yes, it is about choosing what life you want to leave. Absolutely. But it's also about choosing who you want to become and figure out what you need to do to get there. And usually it's really about some limiting beliefs or some mindset blocks that are there that you kind of have to shift in order to take the next step. Totally. Absolutely. And it's funny, like, as we talk about this, I think of the things that the person that I thought I wanted to be, like the hardest part is letting go of that identity. Yes. Like for a long time, I thought I just wanted to be the person that like the vagabond traveler that like, <laughs> just like moved from place to place and just had whatever job to pay the bills. And then, of course, with age, things change. But also, I just realized that's not exactly what I want. Like, I now have um, 
a family is what I would <laughs> my mini family. Like I have two dogs and a partner who I would be sad not to live with anymore. So like traveling consistently with two dogs is obviously a reality that I had to shift in my mind, but it was a decision I had to make and then understand that it's just me becoming a different person. So me becoming a business owner that also has roots in a country is okay too. And I can still have the freedom to do things differently, but letting go of uh, constant traveler stuff with no baggage of any kind. Like that was my biggest fear is being locked down by um, a husband or partner or whatever, and two dogs and like a house, like that was my worst fear. And now (laughs) (laughs) it was my worst fear. And I still don't like the idea of being, I still lead my life and run my business from a perspective of having the freedom to travel whenever I feel like and be able to um, move which is a part of my life, probably on purpose. <laughs> my partner, his job takes him from place to place every few years. So I move every few years and I knew that's something that I enjoyed. So that was something that I built my business around. Doing it any other way would have not made it a sustainable thing for me. And I just discovered that about myself. It wasn't about being a backpacker for the rest of my life. It was about having the freedom to make the choice. Mm-hmm. Do I want to be home right now or do I want to? go on that conference for two days at last minute or do I want to like move to Alaska whatever it is and I think that's kind of like a big realization that I had was who I was two years ago is never going to be completely gone all of those experiences have made me who I am today and there's a difference between shifting your mindset around who you want to become and like regret and all those things and mm-hmm. you can talk about that for hours but um I think that was a huge thing is just accepting my new desire of who I wanted to be and letting go of the things that I thought I had wanted for so long and okay. have realized that I didn't it's so difficult yeah I love that you're sharing this because I think a lot of people can relate to this like letting go of what you thought you wanted of maybe you know growing up with a certain image of the person that you wanted to be or the things that you wanted to be at a certain age or whatnot and kind of realizing, well, one, maybe I don't want this. And two, I have to let go of this kind of life that I thought that I wanted. And it's not, not that anymore. And that's fine. Like, I think it's really about being super clear about your why and your purpose, figuring out who exactly you are And then when you know this, it's just being flexible about like how exactly this manifests into your life. But a lot of people that I talk to when they start a business, they expect it to be very hard in terms of the amount of work that needs to be put in. But they don't realize that the hard part is actually what you just shared, which is shifting your mindset and letting go of old beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it too is like the pinpointing your why and your purpose is the most daunting part. And I think honestly, if I was to say the number one reason I would suggest anybody joining a coaching program is to be pushed to kind of investigate that further because mm-hmm. it's easy to not. <laughs> it's a very daunting decision and it's not one that you have to make right away. But I think being pushed to kind of investigate that was something that really changed drastically changed my trajectory um, and helped me make decisions in my life, in my business, just in general on how I wanted to lead things. 
um, like, again, like I said, my, one of my whys and my purpose is to be able to help other females feel more confident. And that comes from in my life, having had moments of not feeling confident in who I was or not feeling confident enough to be exactly who I am. And I no longer ever want to retract to that, but I know how easy it is to. So I think that's part of my why. And now all the decisions that I make, the clients I take on, the people that I know I'm going to click with it all comes back kind of to that. And like, it sounds kind of silly to some people, but like serving who you were 10 years ago or five years ago or a year ago is an easy place to start. It really is because mm-hmm. you know that person <laughs> very well. And then it's also letting go of the guilt that's attached to not making that future that you thought you were going to have. Like we all shed like a million layers, like from high school to university to not finishing university, whatever it is, like letting go of all those guilt and then just like moving on to the next stage, I think is like something that again is a mindset thing and is the hardest part about business. I can certainly register that when I first started the logistics and to this day, we just had a conversation about the logistics still stress me out. Technology and I aren't best friends, but it's always going to come back to just like starting and taking it one step at a time. Cause that is the hardest part is, mindset around it for sure absolutely and I think a lot of people go into a business coaching program thinking that we're going to you know work on sales funnels and lead acquisition and we do but the hardest part is always the mindset like whatever's preventing you from taking action that's what we need to work on and that's what's going to really help you every step of the way of making that happen because you know how to work around that. You know how to work around shifting a limiting belief and actually breaking it down into ways that you can actually do this. Um, But yeah, mindset is the hardest part in business. And I think people don't necessarily expect this, but once you really, you're courageous enough and, and just like you are to go through this, then you have something super solid for your business. So whatever's going to end up happening, Whatever clients are going to come your way, whatever programs that you want to launch, you have something very solid to uh, to really ground yourself and anchor yourself to make sure that you right, you make the right decisions. You let the right clients into your business. You set the right boundaries to make sure that you always go down the path that you really wanted to have. So I'm, I'm super glad that you're sharing this because like you said, one very simple way of starting your business is helping a version of your past version of yourself, because like you said, you know, this person and just like you, like you thought that you were not even creative and now you have a copywriting business, (laughs) right? Yeah. How is it for you to go from thinking that you're non-creative to having a business that's creative? I think again, like for me anyway, like it all comes back to confidence and like having the confidence to explore those different sides of yourself and not feeling like things need to be any one way. So like, um, for instance, like when I first started exploring all of this, it came back to me. It's just so funny. It got a little psychological, <laughs> but like it all came back to like high school where I was like a straight A student. And I carried that like desire for validation from having gotten in in high school to university where I didn't thrive. I did not love university. And then, but I had associated validation with good grades and like a very systemized thing. 
whereas other people in my life are very artistic and like so they were the creative ones and I was the nerd whatever you want to call like I was the one that studied really hard and like got good grades that way and all that stuff so I think that's kind of just again like had become a part of my identity so when I moved here and writing kind of just became what I did it took a long time for me to just like let go and they're not have to be one answer like there was no answer to any of the things that I was doing it was literally just taking in the beginning it was just me taking what was in my head and putting it in on the internet (laughs) which is scary in itself but also it didn't have a goal like there was no goal it was just me writing a blog because I could and because I'd always wanted to and that in itself had to be my achievement um And I think from there, honestly, I read books about creativity and just changed the definition of what creativity means, because we're all creative people. I could talk about this for a million years, but um, we all are creative in our own way. (laughs) I'll invite you to another another episode and we'll dive deeper. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about this for hours because it blew my mind. Once I realized that I had been labeling myself a non-creative person for so long, how honestly like full of shit I was Mm -hmm. like, there is no better way to say it because I have been in music all my life. Like it's always been a part of who I am. Like writing has always been a huge part of who I am and all of that kind of, like I can even think back and I used to do like collages in all my room for fun, like in my room for fun. And it's just nuts to me that because I wasn't good at art class. Like it was <laughs> not thrived in the visual arts. Um, but the, my sister was an amazing artist. So is an amazing artist. So like in my mind, I just wasn't a creative person because I couldn't paint or draw or any of that stuff. But that comes from a definition that I picked up somewhere. I don't know where. And maintained in my mind for years and years after, which honestly like shifted the decisions that I made in my life. Um, no regrets, but... I know that it shifted decisions that I made in my life and um, opportunities that I gave myself because it is scary to be a creative person and put your creative endeavors out into the world. And it's a lot easier to just not. <laughs> and I look back now and I know that it was just me being a chicken and not wanting to put myself out there that way. Cause calling yourself a creative person risks somebody coming back at you and arguing that fact, which no one does psychologically that's what you're I was thinking anyway no one cares if you call yourself a creative person but when you do start calling yourself a creative person it gives you the power to just like see things differently and it really has like I see everything differently now everything is a creative tool and it makes you changes your perspective on your life like not to get too heavy but it really does oh it really does your life yeah I say it all the time, like you create the life you want to live. And I truly mean it. Like you get to choose what it all looks like. And that's you creating things like the decisions that you make, like the things you cook, like um, your scheduling, color coordinating your Google calendar. Like it's all creative. Like you're using those muscles and they're only going to allow you to build a business or like build your life however you want, like plan your travels. Like it's all creative. And yeah, I could really talk about this forever, but like, it's frustrating still sometimes to hear people um, argue to the opposite, (laughs) but it's not worth your breath really. But um, I cannot like validate enough how much creativity has helped me build my life 
to where it is now, accepting that side of myself and exploring it, like making it a part of every day. I have prioritized it, mm. making it fun. Like it doesn't need a purpose. <laughs> I'm giving myself a pep talk right now. Like there does not have to be a purpose to anything. Like you can learn a song for the fun of it and you don't have to tell anyone about it. Like it doesn't have to be building a business, which I think like right now, like Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis is a song or a, is a book that was kind of trending there for a while. And I think people associate it with having to build a business, but it doesn't have to be anything. It can be whatever you want, drawing in a coloring book. I'm picking up cross-stitching for fun (laughs) because I can. (laughs) Like it just gives you so much more opportunity, I think is ultimately what it comes down to. Absolutely. You don't have to convince me. (laughs) I'm the biggest (laughs) believer in in the fact that creativity is the most important thing in business, but also in life. That's my personal opinion, but it's so true that it changes completely how you see things and it opens you to a lot more possibilities as a human in your life whatever that is but it's just it's so so important and I think what you've shared also um, with your background story with being that straight A student that needed validation it's just so funny how sometimes we put some labels on ourselves based on some experiences that we've had in our childhoods or our teenage years. And we kind of carry that around, even though it's not even true anymore. Right. And it's just really, really, it's a, it's a tough um, exercise to go through to remove those labels and actually put new ones or question them, like question, like, why am I even a non-creative? Like, is this even true? Like, do I need to carry this around? in my label kind of things that I have exactly. around me. and to just question everything and see if it still applies. And if it doesn't, then that's exciting. It can actually change a lot of things. And it's always about how you see yourself, how you perceive yourself, how, what are the stories that you tell about yourself and, and shifting them one at a time. It doesn't have and to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it's when you start analyzing those, stories or those labels that you start to think like okay so why did I feel for instance like unconfident so where did my lack of confidence stem from Mm -hmm. and then for me again like it's so crazy to think like what comes back from like high school being a straight-a student and then going to university and not loving it so I was not a straight-a student in university and then I lost a lot of confidence there because that's where I was getting my validation like very (laughs) psychological and I'm not alone in that at all like it's a very common story And then it becomes a matter of like, oh, okay. (laughs) And then you realize like, you've got to get your confidence from somewhere else yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And then kind of go from there. And it's, again, it's not fun in the beginning, but being creative and having a creative outlet to explore those stories makes it so much easier. For me, it was writing, but it could be anything for anyone else, like writing a song or whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. But like releasing it, releasing the story is just as important as discovering the story, I think. I absolutely agree. I love this. I could talk about this for hours as well. (laughs) Like endlessly. (laughs) I also wanted to talk about your uh, recent experience in bringing your business um, on your travel experience to Costa Rica with you. So you've traveled with your business for the first real time that you were working with clients and also traveling. So how is it for you? 
it wasn't what I had expected. (laughs) (laughs) I think because I don't often travel for just um, a week at a time or in recent years, I usually travel for three weeks plus in the last like several years. I would say actually quite a few years, but this trip in itself was with other people and we only went for a week. So I'd kind of like thought that I would be able to just continue my routine. So one, it was amazing. I celebrated the moment for sure. It was a big, big um, milestone for me. Like being able to sit in the airport at a Starbucks and work on my business was like very few people would understand. I know you understand, but like very few people would understand how big of a thing that was for me. But then getting there and realizing that it's going to be harder than I thought to combo pack the working aspect and the traveling aspect. So being able to turn, like to navigate travel stuff and who I am when I'm traveling and the things I want to do, especially traveling with other people. And then also fitting in a routine that I like protect pretty dearly here at home. So that involves like client work. So I learned a lot of lessons. (laughs) The main (laughs) one that when I'm traveling for a week or less, uh, two weeks, to not maybe plan so much client work and to maybe plan ahead of schedule to be able to have more freedom. Um, when I'm traveling for a month or so, like I could totally see myself like developing a routine around going to a co-working space like a few days a week or whatever, and then being able to maintain all of that. But I didn't leave myself enough space to kind of do both. And I think that kind of, I had a wonderful trip, but it kind of hindered my ability to relax and then also focus. <laughs> yeah. so I landed somewhere in the middle where I didn't really get as much done as I would had planned to get done mistake one and then also didn't in, not didn't enjoy my trip but didn't settle into the travel mode as much as I would have liked or am accustomed to I think was my biggest lesson for sure yeah I think a lot of people um, think about you know being a digital nomad or location independent is just well, that's easy. I'm just going to travel with my online business and that's it. No, (laughs) you kind of have to shift a lot of your mindset about it and also shift your schedule to make sure that you do stay very efficient in your work, but you do get to enjoy the traveling part. Because if, if you're doing like half of the work and half of the fun, that makes like, it's, it's not worth it. Exactly. So you kind of have to have this first experience for yourself of going through what I call a test run to see what exactly are the struggles that come your way to find eventually some solutions uh, for next time. Um, But yeah, I guess it was a big, it was a fun experience for you to realize that you can do this. Now it's a possibility to travel with your business. Now it's just making sure that you do have the right the right mindset and the right habits in place to both like have this balance between work and travel Mm -hmm. and definitely planning less work than you yeah always plan less work than you think able to get done it always takes longer um I was lucky that like the wi-fi and everything was great but had it not been like I don't know what I was thinking like there's just a lot of contingencies that you don't plan for um for instance, like planning to work at the airport on your travel days and stuff is just not a thing that I would do again. <laughs> yeah. Because travel days are not, for me anyway, prone to productivity. I'm feeling like all I want to do is drink coffee and. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
But you, you have to go through a first round of figuring this out for you specifically. But travel takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of time. And for example, like what I usually do is that I always make sure to clear my schedule a few days before leaving to just make sure that I don't forget anything, that I'm ready for the trip that's coming, and also that I don't freak out in the plane because I'm <laughs> really scared. Um, and then I always make sure to have absolutely nothing the day of the, um, the travel, so my flight or the bus or whatever, and also the day after to just recuperate from that stress. <laughs> <laughs> because I and settle in yeah exactly just settle in like going to do the groceries and just making sure that your environment is properly set up for you to work and it's not like you have to get there and find you know the right laptop friendly space to make this happen and you have time to set the environment be comfortable uh and have fun with it also so it's not that rushed you know yeah and I think it's also about setting realistic realistic expectations. Another thing that I hadn't accounted for was like, I live in a small town very far away from my family. And this trip was, I was going on a trip with my sister and I hadn't accounted for how much time, obviously now in hindsight, I was going to want to spend with her. So in hindsight, just 2020, obviously, I should have known that planning any work really during that week was one, a disservice to having booked the trip with my sister in the first place. That my main priority should have been connecting with her, and we did. But um, also to my clients, because I wasn't 100% with them and focused on the work that I had told them I would accomplish. They're all amazing, so everyone was happy in the end. But um, going into the next trip, I would make sure to have a clear intention and um, perspective on what am I going what is my main focus of this trip is it work can I put off work for a week like am I able to take a week off if not can I cut back on things can I move schedules ahead a bit behind a bit like just navigate it differently I think going ahead of with anything really I guess with intention and like what is your purpose is just so much more helpful <laughs> absolutely I think setting the right intention for your trip whatever if it's full-time or like a few weeks is really important and usually it's either uh focus and work um it's either connection with someone else or maybe adventure and explore something so when you're really clear about your intention behind the trip then you can figure out how it's going to happen because if you go without a specific intention and then you have you want to spend time with your sister and you want to focus on your work but you also want some time for yourself to enjoy the adventure you cannot do all of this in a very like short week in the way that you have in your mind so it's just shifting things around to make sure that you find that balance but I guess it was a very interesting experience for you right oh yeah for many reasons but yeah it was an amazing trip I was one of the lucky people that got to go on their trip before all this started yeah. happening. So I have no regrets, but yeah, it was a definitely a learning experience and something that I will be carrying a lot of lessons forward for the next adventure, which hopefully will be sooner than later. Please. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. But um, a, a question that I love to ask um, my guests on this podcast is that, you know, change your latitude is really about growth and movement. So either physically by travel or mentally uh, with self-development. So I would love to know how you are 
uh, going to change your latitude this year? Ooh, that's a good one. Actually, something that I've recently come back to is physical fitness. Because I think last year I spent so much time on my mindset and personal development that now I'm at a point where um, I don't want to say it's getting repetitive, but I know the lessons that I need to hear right now. And it's just a matter of me doing the work. And I think it's come back to me being able to um, push myself in a different way. So like discipline um, around physical fitness, which is something that's always been a part of my life, but like doing different things. Like I'm trying to learn how to do a handstand right now. And like things that, again, about changing my identity. So like I never in a million years would have called myself somebody that was like um, into yoga or like doing like likes to do handstands last year. But now it's just a matter of pushing myself to different ways than in the personal development sphere. Traveling is always going to be a part <laughs> of my plans. We'll see how things roll out this year. But it's become a thing that's very um, spontaneous for me. So I don't plan it as much as I used to. So changing my latitude in that sense looks like taking up any opportunity that I get regarding like Say, for instance, my coach decided to take a road trip across Canada <laughs> within Vancouver. <laughs> I would take a last minute opportunity to go to Vancouver and enjoy it that way and allowing myself to also be okay if that doesn't happen. Oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> but like I was attaching my happiness a lot for a long time into the next trip. Mm. So like, I would work to pay for the trip. Right. And then I would go on the trip and then I would come back and just work to pay for the next trip, go away for another six months, come back sort of thing. And I'm trying really hard to like not associate my entire happiness with the, the traveling, right? which is a huge part of who I am and my identity. And I'm happy for it to continue that way, but I want to learn how to change my latitude and being just as happy if it doesn't happen um, sort of thing. I, I love that. This year. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can apply this, whether it's for travel or completely something else to still be happy without this happening or whatnot is extremely important. And also changing your latitude in a way where you kind of start changing your identity. So you've worked really hard on your mindset and now it's like, all right, well, I'm open to changing the way I see myself in fitness. Like, I can be that person that can do a headstand, right? Mm -hmm. It also puts you in like, if I've learned anything, like it connects you with people that you had no idea where it's going to lead you to. Like a group coaching program, I had no idea would lead me to this moment. And to hiring my first client was the coach of that program. And like, you just have no idea who you're going to meet in those instances. Like one of the gyms that I'm using recently because Instagram Live is, having live workouts through all of this, like has now become a client as well. And like, it's just crazy. You make connections that you had no idea you even really needed or were going to make until you put yourself in those environments without the pretense yeah. of doing it, of just serving yourself and being kind to others, obviously. <laughs> kind of goes without saying. But um, just putting yourself in new environments, you just don't know what's going to happen. And being open to those opportunities is kind of like the number one lesson I have learned this maybe my whole life. The number one lesson I've I love this. is saying yes to the why not moments is what I used to always call it. It's like, if there's not a very clear reason why you shouldn't be doing something, if your gut isn't telling you it's not for you, then why not do it? 
it yeah. has always led me to the best moments of my life. It led me to my first trip, which was to Australia for a couple of months. It led me to the next trip, which was six months around Asia. It led me to move into Lorange, Saskatchewan <laughs> with my partner. <laughs> and to it's many, another kind of trip. <laughs> yeah. So like to many, many other decisions in my life. It was like, just why not see where it goes and worst comes to worst. It doesn't work out. You don't like it. And then, you know, at least, you know, at that point. Exactly. So I think, yeah. yeah. That's such a big lesson and an important one. Um, and I think that's super inspiring. So thank you so much, Steph, for this, <laughs> this pep talk. <laughs> I love this. Thank you for listening to me rant about it. I could rant about all of this for so long. <laughs> uh, so where can we find uh, you and what you do exactly? Where can we find more of these rants? So I spend most of my time these days on Instagram. I have fallen in love with the gram, but as well as I have a blog at stephlaffy.com and I am posting blogs uh, twice a month. So every other week, there's many pep talks and rants available there already, <laughs> as well as slowly but surely, there's more and more copywriting tips and how to own your voice, how to own who you are so that you can own your voice, which in turn will help you own your copy and become a better copywriter. Um, you can also find all kinds of information about hiring me or talking to me if you want to do any of that kind of stuff as well. I am, like I said before, I really am here just to support anyone I can. If it happens to be with copy, that's cool. If not, I'd love to chat. That's also cool. You can have a coffee via the internet. So everyone's <laughs> doing it these days. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's it. Amazing. So I'm going to make sure to leave all your links in the show notes of this episode. But thank you so much for this very lovely episode with you, Steph. We, I think a lot of people are going to take so much out of this. This was super valuable. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was so much fun for me to interview Steph. She's an incredible entrepreneur. She's an amazing copywriter. And I'm not saying this only because I love her. I truly believe she's extremely talented. So if you're looking for a copywriter for your business right now, I would highly suggest hiring Steph. I'll leave her links in the comments, in the show notes, I mean, of this episode. And by the way, if you're listening to this episode live, I want you to know that next week I'll be hosting a free mini course all about marketing. So it's called Marketing Made Clear. It's going to be hosted on my Facebook group and we'll go over some very simple fundamentals about marketing for you to truly demystify what it is in an easy way and to know how to apply to your business in a way that truly gets you results. So it's going to be a very fun mini course. It's going to be hosted on three separate days with three separate master classes. And I'll also host a live Q&A to answer your questions about marketing. So I'd love for you to join. I'll leave the links in the show notes to, for you to register to the email reminders. Or you can also find us on Facebook. It's called Change Your Latitude Community. So I'm really looking forward to see you there. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I'll see you in the next one.